Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. Good morning. Good morning. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many are glad they're in the house of the Lord? Praise God. We are so glad because the presence of the Lord is with us. Amen. Why don't you turn around to your neighbor and just kind of wave at him, wink at him, throw your hair at him. Amen. Do something. Just let him know that you are here. Praise God. It is awesome to be in his presence. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, the atmosphere is set and we should have an expectation that God is going to move this morning. Amen. That God is going to bless this morning. Praise God. Paul, if you could just give me just a little bit more on the praise God. Uh, Our pastor is not with us today. He is at La Iglesia. He is preaching about five or six messages. So I have the privilege and the honor of being here and ministering the word of the Lord. So I pray that I will be able to minister what God has placed in my heart. It's good to see those who I haven't seen in a while. Praise God. Welcome back. We want to welcome all those who are with us for the very first or second time. Welcome. Praise God. Yes, let's give them a hand. Praise God. Amen. Here at Dayspring Church, we love visitors. Praise God. We also want to welcome those who are watching us online uh, via Facebook or YouTube or whatever uh, social media platform you are uh, watching or listening to. Praise God. If you are... If you walked in and you should have received an outline, if you didn't receive one, just raise your hands and one of the ushers will bring one to you. Praise God. Everybody has one. Praise God. All right. Well, uh, we are going to read here Mark uh, chapter 5, verse 22. If you have your Bibles with you or in your outlines, uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 22, it says, so Jesus went with him and a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. And when Jesus heard about, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him, he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you. His disciples answered, And yet you ask, Who touched me? Verse 32, But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the the whole truth, And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. I'd like to preach on this subject. Get there any way you can. Hey, turn around to your neighbor and tell him, get there any way you can. Praise God. Father, Lord, we we love you. We thank you, Lord. 
We bless your name this morning, God. We come before you, God, and we ask, Lord, that this word come alive, Lord, in our hearts, our minds, our soul. Touch us, Lord, this morning. Touch that person that walked into this place for the very first time, God, that your glory may be revealed, God, and this word may come alive. Let us hear, God. Let us be doers of your word and not only hearers of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, and can the church of God say amen, amen. Let's give God a hand, praise. Praise God. God is so worthy to be praised. Amen? I said God is so worthy to be praised. You know, the Bible is filled with impossible, hopeless cases, uh, situations and circumstances that appear in the Word of God, and so many of them appear to be impossible. Uh, There seems to be no solutions. There's storms and there's needs and there's death and there's sickness and many other situations that, humanly speaking, are impossible. But yet they are handled with ease by a God who is sovereign. And in this section of Mark's gospel, it is filled with several impossible situations. In the, in the book of Mark, there is a storm, and then there is a man filled with demons, and then there's a dead girl. But Jesus steps into every single one of these unimaginable situations and proves beyond a shadow of the doubt that he is more than capable of handling whatever comes his way. You see, because when Jesus shows up, he not only shows up, but he shows out. Amen? When Jesus shows up to your circumstances and to your situation, not only does Jesus show up, but he shows you the way out. Praise God. And our text, our, our text describes yet another hopeless situation. And one truth that is demonstrated over and over and over again in the pages of the Bible is that God is more than adequate for every situation. Uh, in other words, there are no impossible situations for him. Uh, there are no, no hopeless predicaments with the Lord. Let me tell you that your your situation is not hopeless. Your storm is not hopeless. Your sin is not hopeless. Your sickness is not hopeless. Your loved ones are not hopeless. Your spouse is not hopeless. Your children who haven't come to Jesus are not hopeless. There is nothing that is hopeless for the God that we serve this morning. Can someone say amen? And you see, our text describes... Another hopeless situation. Uh, The Bible tells us that Jesus is on his way to heal the daughter of a man by the name of Jairus. And so the scripture says that on his way there, he is surrounded by a great crowd. And they throng and they jostle against him on every side. And in that crowd that day was a poor, weak, dying woman who reached out and touched Jesus. And when she touched the Lord, her life was instantly, completely, absolutely, and permanently transformed by the power and the touch of Jesus. Someone needs to get to Jesus this morning. 
You see, there are people in this room today who need life transformation. Amen. You need someone to radically change the situation in your life. You need someone to radically change and transform your circumstance. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? You need someone to radically change the circumstances that you're dealing with. Well, I want to tell you this morning, get there any way you can because there is a master. There is a healer. There is a miracle worker who is in this place. And if you just reach out and touch him, I guarantee you that God will heal, restore, revive, restore you in Jesus name. Praise God. Amen. We are told in the scriptures that she had suffered from an issue of blood. And this literally means that she was hemorrhaging or or bleeding from a place in her body. And then the Greek word here, issue, means a flowing of blood. It it means that she had suffered from perhaps a menstrual flow that had never ceased. And whatever caused that internal hemorrhaging, she was a very sick woman. And this verb indicates that it was a continual flow. Uh, From this constant blood flow, this poor woman would have been weak. She would have been anemic. She would have been pale. She would have had no energy at all. And the least of the efforts to get out of bed would have worn her out. And and the word plague is the same word that is translated in the Bible as whipped. Her disease was like a Scrooge. It, 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 It constantly beat her down day after day after day after day. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that we all have issues. Can I get an amen? We all deal with issues, issues that depress us and issues that divide us and issues that discourage us and issues that, that issues of, of, of anger and, and issues of low self-esteem. We, we, we all deal with issues. Can I hear someone say amen? But I want to remind you this morning that the blood of Jesus is still flowing from Calvary's cross into this room. The blood of Jesus still has power to set you free. The blood of Jesus still is flowing. For Revelation chapter 12 tells us, and they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony Jesus' blood is still flowing from Calvary all the way to this room. Hallelujah. I said the blood of Jesus is still flowing from Calvary all the way to this room and he can set you free. Whom the son has set free is free. Come on somebody say free indeed. Praise God. Praise God. We are told that she had suffered from We are told that she had tried all the remedies, all the physicians of her day. And we are told that she suffered under their care. And the Bible tells us that she had spent all she had. The doctors and the useless remedies had not helped her. All they did was drain her bank account. And she had been left penniless and desolate with no husband or children to look after. And I want to tell you that many of God's children and many people who are here are discouraged and defeated. Hello? You've tried everything in your power to get better. You've tried everything you know to fix your solution. You've read all the books. You've listened to all the preachers and gotten the advice from the best sources. But you are no better. Your life is messed up. 
as it ever was. She tried everything. She tried everything on her own, but everything had failed. And maybe you're like this poor woman today. You've tried everything, but everything has failed. You've tried all the drugs, but all the drugs have failed. You've tried all the self-helps, but they have failed. Your marriage is crumbling, and you've tried all the counselors and the psychologists. They have failed. Well, I come to tell you this morning, try Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Try Jesus. Try Jesus. You've been trying it on your own, but it hasn't worked. But I want to tell you this morning, try Jesus because Jesus will never fail you. Jesus will not leave you on the wayside. Jesus will not abandon you. Jesus will not forsake you. Jesus is in this place and you need to get there any way you can because Jesus is the only solution for your problem and your situation. He is the only remedy for sin because God has all the power that we need. Someone needs to shout amen. You know, as, as I look at this poor woman, she most almost certainly was not married because through her simple physical contact, she would have defiled her husband. If she had been married, her husband would have probably divorced her. She could not work because of the danger of defiling others. Uh, This reduced her to a life of of begging for scraps of food from a distance. Her condition left her at the fringes of society. In the eyes around her, she was no better than a leopard. Oh, but in the eyes of Jesus. Come on, somebody. In the eyes of Jesus, she was much more than that. In the eyes of the world, you are just a sinner. Hey, God, you are just a a nobody. But in the eyes of God, I want to tell you that you are much more than that. You know, individuals identify with their past, praise God. I want to tell you, don't identify with how others look at you. Identify of On how God looks at you. You are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. You are a precious child of God. Hallelujah. You are more than just a sinner. You have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. You know, when I was in high school, I I wanted to play basketball. And I don't know if I've told you the story. I wanted to play basketball, and I thought I was pretty good, and I wanted to play varsity basketball, and I tried out for the Silmar Spartan varsity team. I thought I was pretty good. I was pretty fast. Praise God. And then the coach said, you know, you're not going to make it, and I was disappointed. He said, why don't you try out for JV? My friend Julio was was, was pretty good, and he was already playing for JV, but I didn't want to play JV. I didn't want to play that. You know, the coach told me, you know what? You're too small. You're too short. He didn't tell me I was ugly. He just said I was too short because I know that was true. Praise God. But you know what? That stuck with me. Amen. For about a year or so, amen, those words just, just kept, just resonated in my mind and I couldn't get them out of my mind. Amen. I'm too short and I felt insecure. I had low self-esteem, but I thought, you know what? I'm not going to let this bother me anymore. I'm not going to entertain these thoughts anymore. I'm more than that. I've been washed by the blood of the lamb. I am a child of God. I'm not going to listen to what the enemy says. I've been bought with the price. Don't 
listen to what others have to say about you. Listen to what God has to say about you because you are worth more than all the treasures in the world. Praise God. Tell yourself I'm precious. Come on, tell yourself I'm precious. You're precious, praise God. You know, since the Bible says that she had been this way for for 12 years. And considering the lifespan of those days, it's, it's, it's safe to assume that she probably had been this way since puberty. Uh, she, had lived, she had lived a life living from one rejection to another, and she is lonely, she is isolated, and she is depressed. And under the law, according to Leviticus chapter 15, this poor woman would have been considered unclean. According to Leviticus chapter 15, anything that she touched was also considered unclean. As a result, she could not mingle with others. Anyone who came in contact with her would be considered ceremonially defiled. And she could not worship in what they called the women's court because she was unclean. And after years of pain and worthless doctors and useless remedies... And shattered dreams, she reached out to a place where she knows that she is living under a death sentence. Uh, She will not get better. She knows that she will die from this disease. And her life is literally being drained out of her body little by little. I wonder how many people who are in this room can identify with this woman. Uh, Maybe you don't have the same kind of illness. But but. But like her, you are filled with suffering and pain. And you've been carrying this pain and this sorrow around for a while. Maybe you've been carrying it around for a couple of days. Or maybe you've been carrying it around for, for, for a year. Or maybe you've been carrying it around all of your life. But, but you are carrying something that is just weighing you down. That is so painful and so sorrow. Amen. That you don't know what to do. Praise God. Maybe you've been carrying it around for years. Praise God. Well, I want to tell you that there is a solution for your sorrow. There is a solution for your pain. There is a solution for your depression. And that solution is Jesus. Only two said amen. I don't know what you've been carrying for years, but I want to tell you that there is a solution and his name is Jesus Christ and he is in this room. And if you get there any way you can, I guarantee you beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus will transform your life. Can someone say amen? Let's give God a hand praise. Praise God. So the first thing we see is she had an idea. Bible says that when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd, touched his clothes, because she thought, if I touch his clothes, I will be healed. You know, our text tells us about this woman who came to Jesus. She was hopeless, broken, but she devised a plan to meet the Lord. Somewhere this poor woman had heard about Jesus. That's why it's important for us to talk about Jesus everywhere we go. Can I get an amen? Uh, let people know that there is a church in Day Spring that uh, things are happening. Praise God. Amen. Uh, things are going on in this church. Praise God. That's why we need to tell the world about Jesus. The Bible says that 
she had heard about Jesus. And maybe she had heard about the wild man across the lake who had been delivered by Jesus of a legion of demons. Maybe she had heard of a poor soul who had been living in the fringes of society and, and Jesus had healed him. But somewhere she had heard of Jesus. Somewhere she heard that there was a man from Galilee who had the power to heal her. She heard about Jesus. She knew that she had to get to him. Praise God. Uh, She came to realize that Jesus was her only hope. And she believed with all of her heart that if she could just get to Jesus, she would be healed. If she could just get to the master, she would be healed. Get there any way you can. Come on, turn around to your neighbor and tell them, get there any way you can. Get there any way you can. She thought, if I can just get to him, I know I will be healed. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? She displayed her determination to get to Jesus by approaching him in the crowd. And she elbowed her way through Jesus. Amen. She was causing ceremonial defilement if she touched anyone. But she was taking a great risk because she had to get to Jesus. She had to get to Jesus. For if she had been recognized, she would have been subject to public humiliation. You know, in that day, that crowd might have been been worked up and beat her or stoned her to death. But that was a work that was worth taking because she believed that Jesus was the only one that could heal her. Amen. Jesus was the only one that can transform her sickness and heal her that day. What am I trying to say? Hey, you need to get to Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. I said, you need to get to Jesus. Praise God. Because I want to tell you that Jesus is the only one who can heal you. Jesus is the only one that can transform you. Get there any way you can. I don't know if it's an Aretha Franklin song. You remember that song? Get there any way you can. But just get there. Anybody know that song? Come on. I got, I got people who, who listen to secular music. Come on, somebody. Amen. But just get there any way you can because Jesus is the only one, hallelujah, that has a solution for your problem. All right. I said, Jesus is the only one that has a solution for your problem. Get there any way you can. And I guarantee you that God will change you and transform you. She jostled away. I got to get to him. I got to get to him. Hey, I got to get to him. I don't know how I don't know if she crawled or, or dragged herself because of her disease. Amen. But she said, I got to get to him, Brother Steve. I got to get to the master. I got to get to him. She probably crawled herself away. Hallelujah. I know I'm being emotional. But I just want you to get what she was going through. Hey, someone's got to get crazy. So someone's just got to get a little crazy sometimes and say, hey, I don't care who's watching me. I don't care who's listening to me. I got I to get to Jesus. I, I, I'm the one with the problem. And don't let anybody criticize you. And don't let anybody talk about you because they're not the ones with the problem. If you have a problem, if you have a sickness, get to Jesus. 
yourself there. Hallelujah. Crawl yourself there. Yell yourself there. Run there. But get to Jesus any way you can. I said get to Jesus any way you can. Hallelujah. Turn around to your neighbor and tell him get to Jesus any way you can. Come on somebody. Let's give God a hand She, second thing, she had a strategy. Man, she had a strategy. Praise God. It's a little bit too quiet in here. Someone shout amen. Come on. Amen. That's why I live off that. Praise God. She had a strategy. When she was near enough to him, she reached out trembling. Oh, amen. She, she reached out, trembling, and touched his garment. Again, she probably touched the long tassels hanging from the, 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 I believe they call it the cloth prayer, or the cloak. Am I mistaken? I, I believe that's what they call it. The cloth prayer, it was like a tassel that hung or hanged. All right, where's my teachers here? I hung, amen. <laughs> Praise God from the, Amen. She was shaking and she touched it. You know, in that very instant. In that very instant. She received what no doctors or costly or painful remedies gave her. At that instant, she was healed instantly. She felt a change in her body. She knows she was a different woman. Hey, you remember the time you came to Jesus? Oh, okay. Come on, somebody. You remember the time you came to Jesus and you were a mess, praise God. Nobody liked you. You smelled. I mean, you came to Jesus. Hallelujah. And instantly you were changed. Praise God. Some of you came to church and walked out. Amen. Like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger, just jumping and all glowing. Praise God. Remember that day? That's how the woman was. When she touched the hem of his garment, she was instantly and absolutely and completely transformed. You see, that's what God does. He may not heal you right away, but instantly you'll know that the power of God has come in you and his Holy Spirit is dwelling in you because instantly you will feel the power of God. Can someone say amen? Their thing is she had faith. You can write this down. As soon as this woman touches him, Jesus knew what happened. The Bible says in the King James Version that virtue had gone out of him. And this word virtue in the Greek means power. And this is where we get the, 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 the modern word dynamite or dynamic. And Jesus knows what happens when he touched her. Because in verse 30, he asked, who touched me? Who touched me? And of course, that day there were a dozen people touching him. They were bumping him. They were thralling against him. The fact uh, of this is when the disciples asked, what, what do you mean, Jesus? But her touch was different. It was a touch accompanied by faith. You see, many touched him that day, but only touched, one touched him with a touch of faith. 
And Jesus could have let her walk away with that physical healing. But the Bible says that he called her out because he wanted to give her more than just a physical healing. He wanted to move beyond her superficial faith. He wanted to save her soul. And when Jesus spoke to this woman, you notice that she fell before him. And the Bible says that she fell before him in fear. This was a reason why or perhaps she came to Jesus silently from behind him and touched him. This is why she had she had not she had, she did not come to him openly. She was afraid that she would be rejected. She was probably expecting Jesus would lash out and for touching him. She thought that he would treat her like anyone else would treat her just by touching him. She 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 would have defiled him un, until sundown. But Jesus was not interested in humiliating her. He was not interested in driving her away from his presence. He was not interested in preaching to her a sermon of uncleanliness from the law. He was not interested in, he was, he was interested in helping her with the problem. He was interested in solving her or saving her soul. You see, Jesus is interested in you. Jesus is interested in you. Jesus was on his way to heal the young daughter of a man by the name of Jairus. This little girl was at the point of death. As Jesus makes his way to the man's house, he is surrounded by this surging crowd. Yet in spite of the seriousness of his mission, Jesus takes the time to stop for this woman. At that moment, the crowd might have not been there. You know, the business of the universe was put on hold. Jesus turned his full attention to this poor, needy woman. You see, to him, the woman and her need were more important than anything else. She was the sole focus of the center of attention for Jesus. This woman, a cast out. And uncare and unwanted had caught the eyes of Jesus because she exercised simple childlike faith. Isn't that a blessing? You see, I believe that God, who controls every atom and every molecule in this universe, has time when you call on Him by faith. He has time. Never fear, Jesus is near. That's right. That rhymes. Let me tell you that he cares about you. And last, she focused on the end. Her words confirmed what she had already knew happened. Notice that the Bible says that Jesus calls her daughter. In the beginning, she was just a woman with an issue of blood. But now Jesus calls her daughter. It's a term of endearment. This is the only time that Jesus calls a female by that name. And the word signifies the fact that they are in a different relationship now. The word is tenderness. It's a word of peace. It's a word of acceptance. 
You see, all those who come to Jesus get far more than what they bargained for. Many come to Jesus because they are afraid of hell. But when you come to him, our faith is so small that we don't even understand the deep meanings of the word of God. We don't understand the the complexities and the nuance of theology. But when our little faith reaches out to him, the Bible says that he responds by giving everything in heaven. We soon discover that we get more than just fire insurance. Mark, can you place it? When we come to Jesus... When we come to Jesus, we get far more than what we expect. We get far more than what we expect. Praise God. When we come to Jesus, we are children of God. When we come to Jesus, we have a home in heaven. When we come to Jesus, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. When we come to Jesus, we have a new life. When we come to Jesus, we are free from sin and sin doesn't dominate us anymore. When we come to Jesus, we are no longer slaves to sin. When we come to Jesus, we are no longer God's enemies. When we come to Jesus, we have been reconciled with him. And when we come to Jesus, we are fully absolutely and permanently forgiven by the blood of the lamb. Amen. I don't know what your need is this morning. I don't know what you need, but get to Jesus any way you can because Jesus is the only one that can heal you. I don't know what you're facing this morning. I don't know what you're facing this morning. Maybe you're like this woman You've been dealing with an issue that has just plagued you for years and years and years. It's just plagued you for for days and days and days. You need to get to Jesus. You need to get to the master. You need to get to Jesus. I'm going to do something today. I don't know how many of you feel comfortable you need to get to Jesus. I'm going to open up this altar. If you feel that you need to get to Jesus, I want you to take that step of faith. And come up to this altar and say, Lord, I've been carrying this for a while. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. But I know that you have the answer. Is there anybody in this place who can walk up to this place, this altar? Because this altar is symbolic. In the the Old Testament, it was a place of sacrifice. It was a place where they would offer up a sacrifice and, and worship to God. The Bible says to present yourself as a living sacrifice before the Lord. This altar is symbolic. And I don't know what you've experienced or what you have been experiencing. But this altar is open right now. We have time. We have a place. Is there anybody in this place? If you feel comfortable coming up to this place and say, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. But I know that Jesus is going to heal me. That Jesus is going to restore me. Is there anybody in this place as we stand?
Let's stand. Praise God. Is there anybody in this place who needs a prayer? Praise God. We have one. Anybody else? Two. Three. Amen. Four. she exercised faith in Jesus and his power. And when her faith touched his power, his power changed her life. Do you need to get to Jesus? Do you need to get to Jesus? Do you need to get to the master? Right now with your eyes closed. Father, Lord, we before your presence. We believe, God, that you are our master, our Lord, our Savior. We bless you this morning. And we know, God, that there are things, Lord, that surround us that are beyond our control. Some of us are carrying burden, a weight. Some of us are carrying sorrow and pain. But I believe, God, that you are our Savior, our Lord. That you are the one who can heal and transform our lives. And those that raise their hands, God, I pray, God, that you would move mightily, Jesus. That you would touch them, Lord, and bless them, God, beyond what they can imagine or hope for. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen and amen.